Guidelines Health. Better health begins here. It's time for Better Health Radio, brought to you by Tidelands Health. Here's Bill Klaproth. Physical therapy for spine and neck conditions are an important part of rehab and pain management. And here to talk with us about physical therapy for the spine and neck is Frank Marino, a physical therapist at Tidelands Health. Frank, thank you so much for your time today. So for what types of spine and neck conditions is physical therapy called for? Hi, Bill. Thanks for having me on. Um, Well, physical therapy covers kind of a wide variety of spine and neck conditions. Um, Anything from arthritis to general aches and pains to um, things like sciatica or radiating pain from the neck into the arms or the back into the legs. Um, Many of those conditions can be treated through physical therapy effectively. So arthritis, aches and pains, sciatica, and I would imagine injury too, right? Yeah, of course. So then who is a good candidate for spine and neck physical therapy for someone that does have arthritis or general aches and pains? How do you diagnose and then say, you know what, this person would benefit from a physical therapy plan? Well, uh, most patients could benefit from some form of physical therapy, um, of course, anybody with some red flags that had a trauma or maybe experiencing um, some advanced conditions, um, which may indicate a higher level of care, we would refer back to the doctor. Um, but, you know, how we kind of evaluate that is we'll take a brief, maybe 10 to 15 minute history, um, ask some questions and, and kind of get uh, the patient's kind of general response to what types of things trigger their pain, what makes it worse, what makes it better. And what I find in my practice is a lot of these conditions, they're responsive to uh, mechanical forces where uh, some sort of sitting posture or um, repetitive movement or, or some form of activity is likely to provoke or worsen the pain where other activities may lessen it. And, and those types of patients are definitely great candidates for physical therapy. So when you say mechanical, I'm thinking of, you know, the person slouched down working in the cubicle in the chair all day and all the texting that we do, right? The head down texting. Are you seeing a lot of that? Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, we used to see most back injuries, most neck injuries were, you know, trauma related or, um, you know, your, your typical laborer that would hurt themselves lifting or twisting. But now a lot of what we see are, are posture related um, people that, you know, spend too much time on their mobile devices, head down, you know, working in that cubicle, sitting for hours at a time. I think that's, you know, uh, predominantly what we're seeing more of these days. So then tell us about your treatment and your physical therapy plan. How do you put that together? You know, I would typically bring a patient in and ask them a structured series of questions and, and try to determine what is the root cause of that pain. Um, is it, you know, every time I sit down, I have pain that radiates into my leg, or every time I look down or I turn to the right, I, I have pain that um, generates in my neck and then maybe travels into my shoulder. Those will give me some clues as to what to look for. Um, and then the next step with that would be to, you know, put the patient through some uh, tests and movements and those movements will usually tell me, you know, this, this pain is being provoked or this pain is being lessened or, or even centralized. Um, and that will give me a great indication of what I call directional preference. Um, and if I find that, a lot of times we can find relief for patients uh, sometimes pretty rapidly. So in that relief, what types of treatments do you use? 
most of my treatments um, are revolve around the McKenzie uh, method, and they they usually um, involve having the patient perform uh, one exercise of a repeated movement, whether that might be a neck extension or a retraction movement or a back extension or um, even a side gliding type of movement. But generally, it's a, an exercise that I can teach the patient how to do correctly um, and send them home to do a certain amount of times and monitor the response. But another big part of that is getting them to avoid those activities that are likely to make their pain worse. Um, and a lot of that is correcting sitting posture, um, correcting you know behaviors and habits that have probably gotten them into trouble and brought them into the office in the first place. Right, making the person understand, you know, when your head is down or when you're sitting at the in the chair working, you're slouched over, so you've got to remember that, right? And trying to get the person to actively think, okay, I've got to keep my posture good, my head up. So obviously that's an important step. And then you said the kind of the home therapy. How important then is it that that person takes that home therapy and really sticks to the exercises that you give them? Well, that's that's really crucial um, in recovery. Um, you know, I, I always tell my patients, you know, I I might see you for you know forty five minutes to an hour, you know, maybe two to three days a week, but you're at home, you know, those other twenty three hours a day, um, you know, outside of this office, and a lot of you know the magic happens at home. You know, what you do to correct and the exercises you perform and the activities that you avoid, you know, they all play a factor and they're probably even more important. My got, you know, my job really is to guide the patient and coach them and to teach them the right things to do. And it's really their responsibility to fix themselves. Right. The magic happens at home. I like that. So how do you measure progress? And at what point does a patient stop coming in to see you for therapy? Well, we measure progress in a number of different ways. Um, and it's, dependent on the, the patient's condition. Um, you know, a typical sciatica type patient, you know, if that pain is radiating down into their thigh or into their calf, um, and I give them a certain exercise to do, and they come back and they say, hey, that, that pain is no longer in my calf. I feel it maybe up high in my thigh or in my back. That'll tell me that that pain is reducing and centralizing, coming back towards its source. And that that's one measure of progress. Um, another may be, you know, that their their posture is improved or their their leg strength or arm strength is improved or the range of motion of their back and, and neck has improved. Um, there, there are a lot of ways to kind of measure progress that way. But I think most importantly, what the patients are concerned with is overall pain level. Um, and that's probably the most, you know, uh, the biggest indicator of progress and success. Right. That pain level is such an important factor. And generally, Frank, how long does someone see you? Is it a month? Is it two months in general? Um, well, I would say probably on average anywhere from four to six weeks. Um, and we've had some, some cases where we really hit the nail on the head the first day. And, you know, I've, I've had patients that I've, I've seen as little as, you know, uh, three to four visits um, that have come from, you know, pain to complete resolution and been able to be independent and maintain themselves in that short of a period of time. And, of course, I've had other more complicated cases that have, that have taken longer than that as well. So do you have any quick tips for us that will help us break the bad habits that create neck pain? The biggest thing is correct your sitting posture. Um, you know, we find that that's probably the number one thing that really gets people into trouble is, you know, people that work on computers or at their desk or, you know, looking down at their phones, um, you know, you really need to bring everything up to your eye level. 
um, you know, sit all the way back in your chair, you know, back against the back of the chair, butt all the way back, um, 90 degree angles between the shoulders, the hips and the knees. And you really need to bring, you know, your computer, your keyboard, all of that stuff closer to you. Um, because you, you don't want to be where your arms are outstretched, reaching for your mouse or typing on your computer that way. And the other things are to avoid, you know, repetitive bending and repetitive forward head postures. Um, those things are likely to get you into a lot of trouble. So as you are giving us those great tips, I'm doing that right now. Okay. <laughs> Need to work on my I think I'm guilty posture. of that as well. <laughs> and Frank, why should someone choose Tideland's Health for their spine and neck care? Well, I think at Tideland's Health, we have a great team um, of very highly skilled therapists, um, and we just have a great system of um, one-on-one treatment. Uh, we, you know, are not like a lot of other typical therapy offices. We we spend, you know, 45 minutes at least hands-on, one-on-one with each patient, giving them every little bit that they need. And, you know, with all the therapists I work for, they, they really, you know, they, they go all in. They pay attention to every little thing that's going on with their patients. They're invested. Well, that personal touch is so important. Frank, thank you again for your time today. For more information about Tideland's Health Physicians, Services, and Facilities, visit TidelandsHealth.org. That's TidelandsHealth.org. This is Better Health Radio. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.